0: in a time where dissenting voices are silenced, suppressed, and deleted. This is your place to hear the raw, real truth about what's going on in this crazy world and how you can hold your power and thrive in life through it all. Here, we cut through the BS big tech censorship to bring you what you really need to hear to help you remember the infinite potential and power that you hold. From spiritual connection, to natural health remedies, history and corruption, to mindset manifestation, and so much more. This is the place to hear the truth and to be inspired. Welcome to the Uncensored Truth Podcast with me, Dr. Seth Gerlach. In this episode, we talk with Alex Speaks Freely. She used to be an educator, left the system to homeschool her kids. In this episode, we talk about how to take radical responsibility for you and your family. We talk about the myths of homeschooling, an example of a homeschool day, and even about vaccines and empowering parents with making decisions about their kids' health. Enjoy all right and welcome today we're with my friend alex from alex Speak freely alex how are you doing today
1: good i'm so happy to be on we're cracking up over here because we've tried to make this happen multiple times and through technology issues on my end and all sorts of things but we're here and it's the place the time it's meant to be i'm really excited and honored to be on thank you
0: it's all divine right thank That's you right. for being here and technology is awesome when it works
1: <laughs>
0: and, uh, most of most the time it works, but sometimes it doesn't. It's okay, we adapt.
1: So that's great. I know we had a dream to move out to the country and have a little more land and space, and we did, which is amazing. But now we have major internet issues, and so it's like living in that like limbo. <laughs> we gotta have our our foot on both sides of the fence, for better or for worse. So we're making it. Now.
0: It's a good trade off, though. Yeah, I, uh, I admire you. So if you don't know Alex, Alex's a home educating mother. A four from California, she started speaking out to the tune of medical freedom and what some might call deeper things in early 2020. Her speaking out online began as spoken word in poetry or red pill poems, as some would call it. Alongside the rhyming, she has stepped into keynote and public speaking at various different freedom events. She's an advocate for children and freedom in home business mentor. And while her professional background is in education, Alex stepped away from teaching four years ago with a strong commitment to become at home education journey in her home. We can talk about that today, too. She says, my story's wild, but what I hope my children catch is that life can really change in a moment and courage is a tipping point where that happens. Alex, I'm really excited to have you on here. Let's dive in. So I want to hear all the things. Well, just give uh, everyone just a, a little bit more expansion of your background leading up to 2020 and then how all that started.
1: Yeah, thank you. My professional experience was in teaching. I taught high school Spanish, actually, which, which went back to just my love for traveling and foreign language Spanish and particularly blessed to be able to travel a lot of the South American world and as well as in Europe and decided I wanted to teach, talk for eight or nine years. When I was pregnant with my fourth, which was in 2019, I Wanted to, I was already feeling the, the passion, the calling, the urge to want to home educate or do some type of alternate education for my children. Even though my experience was in teaching, even though it was a private school, a very, you know, similar flow to what you might find in, in public education in terms of daily schedule and academics and whatnot. So stepped away from that coincidentally, right when 2020 hit and it was this perfect storm of being able to Stay home uh, with my children and start our journey of home education and also kind of tap into my passion and my creative side, which which really revolved around freedom, especially initially from the conventional medical model and being able to speak to the vaccination schedule and what was going on in, in you know, as that pertains to the government oversight. And especially in California, where I live, um, a lot was going down with different bills that were being passed. So it was just this perfect storm in my life of, of things coming together and me really finding my voice and being able to speak to that. It happened to come out rhyming in poetry, <laughs> which went viral all over the internet, which, which is what really launched me into speaking out more openly and more publicly. So here we are a couple of years later and I have found a lot of, um, man, just life changing experiences in, since that moment in 2020 when I, started speaking my poetry online.
0: I always say, we talk a lot about this podcast, but when you speak your truth uh, and it comes from a place of passion and compassion, good things happen. And I've seen that time and time again. And I feel like we're on this planet to make a difference based on our unique gifts and passions. And it was just great to see you do that on Instagram because I think everyone is so tired of the same old and being able to express viewpoints differently, I feel like really hits a different part of the brain and helps to resonate with people. Some use humor, some use other things. I love the way you, you did it though. That's really awesome. So you talked about vaccines too. So are all your kids vaccinated or not vaccinated or a mix?
1: Yeah. So it's a mix before having my, what I would call awakening to another way, right? That's like, oh my gosh, there's another way than what is prescribed. Before that, I I really didn't know. And so I was very trusting and definite. And I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to my story in that I just literally trusted that they, how could there be any way, how could there be any way that they would blanket this, we'll call it prescription or this protocol over the entire population, especially pertaining to children? How could they do that if it was in any way remotely harmful? Right. And my, my awakening, which happened, Around 2014, really, as it pertains to vaccinations, I had a family member that had a just a brutal reaction to her flu shot in 2014. And it was noted even by, you know, her Western doctors and the neurologists. And it completely transformed her life. So that happened alongside my own awakening journey. And so I had already had a few children by then. So my children are on just varying scales of. The schedule or left thereof entirely. But man, it's a, it's a steep learning curve and it's one of the best learning curves in my opinion. Really just completely flip your paradigm. I think a lot of people's awakening starts with the vac- vaccination. But
0: yeah, and that was one for me too. I was really sick when I was younger and conventional medicine left me for dead, essentially put me on five medications, said it was all in my head. And I was like, wow, this is not meant to help people, is it? And I think vaccines is a big one, unfortunately, for some parents when they have like a vaccine injured kid. What do you tell parents who are on the fence? They're nervous about speaking up to their pediatrician or to school or anything along that nature. What are the first couple things that you would tell parents to think about or do?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, it, it can be hard. It can be hard, right? It's a, such a difficult, heated passionate topic on both sides. And before I answer that, I just was reflecting back as as you were talking and asked me that question. I was and sharing a little bit of my story. I remember having my brand new baby, my first, before I knew that there could be this other way, right? I remember being told that that my baby would die. Like your baby will die if you don't do this. And so there there was a lot of fear, especially, this is just my journey, right? So me as a new mom, already fearful. You have a baby and your whole world is flipped upside down. It rocks every fiber of your being. And you're in this new phase of life where you realize life isn't just about me, it's about this human. And there's a lot of fear involved. So really, when you ask to be able to be confident with your doctor or how to speak up to, to friends or schools, it has to start with a knowing, a passion deep within that says, I may not have all the answers right now, but I know I'm on to something. And I am driving this boat. I am the protector of my child. I am the one that gets to say. And finding that bold, even if it's just a mustard seed in the beginning, but that bold confidence. It really comes back to a bold confidence. And it doesn't mean we have to have all the answers right away. And will we ever have all the answers to all the things that perfectly ever? No, right? So it's a journey. But that's why in my, when you were reading a little bit about my intro here, I, above all the circumstances, I always go back to courage. Courage is the tipping point where change happens, grand scale and all, also in the micro. And so having that bold confidence or just that little bit of courage to stand up for yourself is really where it's at. And if you don't have it, you need it, you got to dig deep to find it because the world will just, they just want to eat it right out of you. So when you're facing those questions regarding the medical freedom of you or your child, it really comes back to knowing you're on a journey and it's good. And you have to have confidence in that.
0: Yep, I love that. And we've spoken about this topic extensively on this podcast with Jody Mishuk and um, a few other ones. So that, those are great episodes to go back and reference. And we speak about the books. Miller's Review is a great one just off the top of my head. There's 400 studies that show potential harmful effects of vaccines. Children's Health Defense is another great resource. RFK and his team have put together, I think it's 70 or 80 studies showing unvaccinated kids have much better health outcomes um, as they progress through life. One thing that gets to me every time I see a lot of patients and they come to me saying, my doctor says, just like you said, I'm going to die if I don't do this. I'm going to be blank if I don't do X. And it's a lot of fear-based propaganda for what I see. And if you look at the other side, the other community where it's like the the body's innate intelligence is enormous. It's expansive. It's unending. God created us and gave us these bodies that self-heal and regulate. And give it the right opportunity. That's what they do. And you had the conventional medical system said, "No, you're inherently flawed. You're broken. You need all these shots. You need a mask. You need to stay away from people. You need to lock down, or else." And that's what really gets me. And when people wake up to that, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Do you remember ever feeling that or like that aha moment?
1: Oh, I have had many an aha moment, but yes, absolutely. You probably already referenced in those prior episodes that you just spoke to a lot of the books that I read that were just one aha moment after the next. And then in this topic, the vaccination topic can be a huge aha moment, a huge earth shattering awakening, right? But even since then, that's just this upward climb. And there's been one one uncovering after the next. And oftentimes it's challenging because it's a paradigm shift. It rocks your world a little bit. You got to wrestle through it, but it is ultimately freeing on the other side. And I think it all goes back, even on the vaccination topics and other topics as well, is we're no longer in a time, in a place, in a space where we can outsource our being, our knowledge, our power, our research, our study, our understanding, our decision. And so, whether that's medically or with our children as we're raising them and they're going through their their years of education and growing up with it, we can't outsource anymore. It's clear, no matter where you stand, that the world is whack, right? If, for lack of better words, a super unprofessional word, but the world is wild. It's wild in many places. I have my the clown emoji is one of the most used emojis on my phone. This is yeah. like the clown world, right? In the clown world. By this time, if your child's two, they've had nearly 30 doses of vaccines, by the time they're two, and you can't, in the first year of their life, you can't even give them food. Like, how is this? It's a clown world, right? Or or whether it's school or education or indoctrination or whatever you want to call it. So I think the power goes back to, to really honing in on it is your radical response. You have to take radical responsibility for yourself for your family, for your relationships, because out, so we're seeing it just doesn't work anymore. And the proof is in the pudding. So we're seeing that we're seeing that in all of these different realms of, especially pertaining to children.
0: Beautifully put. And you have better names for the world than I do. I usually throw in some other adjectives and cuss (laughs) (laughs) words. Disaster shit show train wreck dumpster <laughs> fire comes to mind I didn't
1: know if we could use if we could use <laughs> colorful words on the <laughs> podcast but and yeah I feel like the you. <laughs>
0: uncensored truth podcast we can hear we go. More today. On, on that note about some of these systems I think are built to enslave us at the worst at best they don't help us achieve our true potential I feel like so we talked about the conventional medical system there government's another one media's another one let's talk about education You know what I see clinically in blood work and tests that we've run, most people are severely deficient in certain nutrients and vitamins, some of those being vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin E, cortisol is going all over the place. I see a lot of adrenal, thyroid issues, mitochondrial issues, and a lot of this can be due to high toxin load, stress, the food that you're eating, things like that, and it's affecting people's brain your cognition, your immune system. If you were struggling with something like this and you don't like taking a ton of supplements, that's why the girls at Core Formulas came up with a Daily Basics cream powder that you can add to your morning coffee. That's how I love to use it, but you can put it in tea, yogurt, or any other food, actually. I love it. It gives me nutrients, good fats for my brain and my cells, and you can add it to basically anything. So check out the Daily Basics cream powder at shopcoreformulas.com and enter Dr. Seth15 for 15% off your first order. Let's talk about education. Cause I feel like that really hits home. I know you were an educator. Yeah. Did you see this firsthand? And then what I know COVID, having a baby flipped you into homeschooling, but let's start to see what during that transition, what happened also.
1: Yeah, before speaking to that, I always say whether I'm speaking about this online or, or offline. But- I feel like there's this, for the disclaimer people, okay, so the disclaimer people out there, <laughs> there are good, wonderful, quality people that are in a broken system, okay? So I have family members that are teachers in the public school system and, and loved ones that are teachers and administrators, and they are wonderful people filled with truth and compassion and love, and, and many of them even awake to the deeper thing. <laughs> of the system. So for any disclaimer folks out there, or, or just that's my general thing here, there are wonderful people in a broken system. So when I'm speaking out against the education system, looking at it big picture, hey, overall, how are we doing? I'm not speaking to the individual people necessarily, although we do know there are individuals that are super corrupt and agenda-driven and so on from there. So there are wonderful people in the system. I think for me, I'm I have a daughter. I'm also a mother of, of three boys. And I'm pregnant with my fifth child, who's also a boy. So I'm a boy mom. And so looking over education, kind of the first thing that comes to my mind is the, the young men that, that are growing up in a system that really works to stifle. This is the uncensored podcast. I'm not going to censor myself here. I'm just going to speak I'm going to speak my, what I think about this. I think that the system is is really tough on the boys, particularly, and then some girls as well, and girls in different ways. But boys are are made to move. They are made to touch and feel and explore. And they're very physical. Most of the time, this is what I've seen in raising boys and also having taught for many years. And the system is very much get in line, sit down and, right. And it's tough as a teacher, you're in a room filled with, 20 to 30 to, what are we at now in public? I don't know, maybe close to 40. Do it in. And you need order, you need structure, and you have these boys that are just in there, uh, like a um, disruption to the system, right? For me, that was my first initial, hey, I'm going to create an environment in my home so that my sons and daughter, but my sons particularly, can move and play and get the energy out that needs to get out so the true learning can really happen. I did a spoken poetry a couple of months ago on just various failing components of the systems we've already spoken to on this episode here, but uh, education in particular, I don't remember exactly what the percentage is, but a high percentage of, of students report super negative feelings surrounding school, hating school, right? And you think about the hours of the day that they're in that classroom, they're in that facility. And I'm not saying everything in life has to be fun and perfect. It doesn't, because life isn't always fun and perfect. Sometimes you do have to just sit down and listen and, and do the work, right? But that really broke my heart. That's our next generation hating the majority of the time they're spending in their day, hating it. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like kids, especially young kids, have this huge imagination and wonder and creativity. And I feel like you said... School shoves them in a box in a gray room and says, shut up and just listen for eight hours and sit still. And if you get up, we're going to punish you or put you on medication. Right. It blows my mind when you look at, like you said, the biology of boys in particular or just children. And we just go so against that. Why do you you think that's on purpose? Or do you think, like you said, just has to we have to have some kind of orderly system to get people or kids in check at school?
1: Great question. I think when you go back to how this modern education system started, I think there are roots tied to purpose, purposeful indoctrination, truly. And that goes from the content that they're taught in the books to the system of the actual protocols of the day, the bells, the standing in line, the classroom with one age group. Whereas when you look at real life, so here we are learning and gleaning from one another and expressing our experiences, our lived experiences. I, I could be 30, you could be 50. I could be 80, you could be 20. And in, re, in the real time context of the world, we're not doing anything resembling what kids do in school, like standing in line. And maybe we were during COVID when we all had to stand in line, but I never did. So there's that. I'm a cog in the system. But um, yeah, why is it that kids aren't more able to replicate what real life is about, which is lived experiences, fleeing from those that aren't necessarily in your exact age group, being able to have an entrepreneurial edge to you to create a life where you get to be the boss, you get to be the CEO. You have to think hard about where am I going with this project? Where do I want it? What do I want my day to look like as opposed to everything being so uber prescribed to them? Now, that's not to say that children don't need to learn the the art of listening and being able to follow an instruction or learn from someone that's older than them or whatever that might look like, but it's so like exaggerated in the school model. So what I love too about alternate education, whether it's homeschooling or in a different type of setup is you find that the academics, you know, the reading, the writing, the arithmetic, first of all, that's completely tainted with many ideologies and agendas at this point in the public section, but You find, too, that can happen real quickly. It doesn't need to be six hours a day. It can happen in an hour or two or half hour or 20 minutes, depending on the age of the child. And the rest of the day is for those lived experiences, which so much more emulates real life, in my opinion.
0: I agree. Get your hands dirty in a situation. Find out how to work through it or make something of it. Solve puzzles and real-life problems. There's a meme about parallelograms and I'm so glad I learned (laughs) parallelograms instead of taxes because it's tax season now. Um,
1: I know that one. That's a good one. Isn't that true though?
0: It's so true. And like looking back on the stuff that we learned, of course, I don't learn, I don't use any of that. I feel like in my day to day, we are not taught critical thinking skills or how to calm our nervous system or like you said, plan and prepare or communicate you know, effectively and build a business. But because I think Rockefeller said, I don't want a nation of thinkers, I want a nation of workers. So I think it comes down to creating people that will fall in line and get a, a job nine to five and then we'll pay taxes and we'll shut up and do what they're told. That's a personal opinion.
1: I agree with you a hundred percent. And I do agree. As I mentioned, that's the purposeful design here and it all makes so much sense when you can step out of the box. You know, literally and figuratively and really look at it from a fly on the wall perspective. Like, oh, like just people that just don't question and just do the deal. They do the next thing. They go to their, they just don't question. And then you see the people that we, what we've seen in the past couple of years are the people that do question, that do rock the boat, that do say, Hey, wait a minute. Are the conspiracy theorists (laughs) or. The whatever, the on the fringes people, it just doesn't make any sense. So you really got to look at it from a critical eye and you're like, oh, I get it. Just do the thing, pay your taxes, live your life and then die. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, no, there's got to be so much more here to this. And, and we can offer that to our children, I believe.
0: So I've got one of those at home who questions everything. It's like, well, why would we do that? You know, and I'm like, oh, it's really hard in the moment, but it's so good. He's going to be amazing. We need more kids like that that really challenges the status quo. And I, that's what gets me today, I think is so many parents are just falling in line and doing things as they've always been done. But like you said, this is a very unique time in history and it's time for radical responsibility because things are changing. They're sneaking curriculum in, they are forcing things and we need different humans to come out and challenge the status quo. So what, in your opinion, what are the few things that you see are very important for, let's say, grade school kids to learn, even like from homeschool? Like what, if you were to build a curriculum, what are like the top two or three things?
1: Yeah, I love that question. I think right now learning that I own my choices and I can take radical responsibility for my life, it's huge. And I know that's a very large, very broad, overarching topic. But I believe that the victim mentality and the mentality that someone owes me something because life is hard or I didn't get what I want or it doesn't feel good. Okay, yeah, like life doesn't feel good. Like it's not, yeah, sometimes, but it's full of hardship. And I think a lot of the problems we're seeing, especially with young adults and teens and tweens is someone owes me something because I don't feel good. So it must be someone else's fault. But if we can teach our children, starting in the home, right? And, and even if your children are in, in public school, I don't believe that they're you know doomed for life. I think that God can work great things in broken system. Um, yeah. So our home is really going to be the forefront of this learning. But to take radical responsibility, that you don't have to be a product of your feelings, but rather observing your feelings, which are important, and being able to stay in control with emotional neutrality is something that's getting far lost because right now I feel like the message is you've been hurt or you've been wronged, whether you have or haven't, and someone owes you something and someone's going to come in and take care of you and it's going to be the government. (laughs) And then that just creates ching lifelong customers in all these different sectors, whether it's medical or, or mental health or whatever it may be. And to say, no, I'm in the driver's seat of my life is a message that I know I want my children to see. So how do we do that? We have to live that. Like my husband and I are constantly working that out in our life as adults and in our marriage and in our relationships. We have to take radical responsibility. We can't let our feelings be the God of this home or this life. The feelings are important. They're great. They're necessary, but they're not always reality, right? So we have to be able to to take that responsibility and really own our choices. So that's the curriculum I would write. That's where I'm at right now. (laughs) I own my choices and I own my outcome.
0: So when can we expect this curriculum out that we can, <laughs> everyone listening can just go out and grab?
1: <laughs> now we were talking, Seth, I'm like, man, we could have done this whole, this whole session on just the different core mindset curriculum that I think would do a generation of children really well, really maybe turn the ship of the direction we're headed. But it starts in the home. It starts with one and we just, we can do our best. And that's really, that's what we got. We can really do our best. So I always encourage parents, like, a lot of parents are wary of, they want to home educate or they want to pursue an alternate model, but they're scared or the resources or I work or how could I do this? or I, don't, my, I can't be around my children that many hours in a day or like whatever it is. And really learning to shift that thinking and knowing that the possibilities are so endless. So there's a resource. First of all, just to find home education laws and regulations in your state. So it's HSLDA dot org hslda homeschool legal defense association recommend if you're looking into home education or you're wanting to explore what that looks like in your state going there you can also i'm not affiliated with them in any way but what i do is i just pay to be a member at like 14 dollars a month and they also give you that legal covering so they're really amazing advocates too and then in that wherever you are and what state you're in there are so many endless possibilities so if you're bound to a work situation that keeps you from being able to home educate, getting creative in co-ops. And there's so many homeschool academies and two-day, three-day-a-week programs that they just roll to the beat of a different drum. You're still in the driver's seat. You still are the one leading your children in this journey. But there's a lot of different resources. And I would encourage parents not to get tripped up or hung up by what's holding you back from home education or alternate education, if you feel passionate about that. But rather, just as I'm saying, we take radical responsibility. We figure it out. I figure it out. So getting gritty with that, because I, I believe that if you give it a little bit of your time and energy, you'll find a way to creatively make it happen if you feel called to that path based on where we're at and in the world.
0: I like that. And I, I don't want to shame anyone here, but I will say too, another thing that really got to me during the pandemic was parents not standing up for their kids. Because I heard all the time people that didn't agree with mass mandates and lockdowns, all their stuff, let their kids go to school and wear a mask for nine hours every day. And I'm like, there's a huge disconnect there because I personally would never allow that to happen. So I, I just don't know why parents would do that. I mean, like stand up for yourself, stand up for your kids and put that flag in the ground and say, this is our principles, this is what we stand for, and show them how to do that. I think it's very important, but we need to show them the way. They're not going to stand up. Some kids will, but some these seven-year-olds may not stand up for themselves. So with home education, like you said, a lot of people get hung up. Where can people find other like-minded people? Like, Where would you recommend... Is like Facebook groups, go stand on a corner, put out an ad? What you got here?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, let's just speak social media, for example. There's a lot of accounts that are huge homeschool, home Mm -hmm. education advocates. So maybe that might not be locally in your area, but at least getting the inspiration and the encouragement needed if you're on the fence or if you're feeling a little confused or uncomfortable with the idea and just Exposure, right? The more you expose yourself to that which you want, it becomes more familiar. You become more confident. So that's a great way just to explore. Also, the the HSLDA is gonna have a ton of resources for you in your particular state and area. So I recommend definitely checking that out. Also, well, I know in California, right? Homeschool charters, it's may not be exactly what you're looking for if you're looking to go totally private, because the charters still do have government regulation, but it's in the case of medical freedom and really being able to design your day, that still might be an option for new homeschooling parents stepping into the journey because it's going to give you a little bit more framework. And then some people are like, I don't want any framework. I want to be out of the system entirely, which I totally get. That's what we're doing this year. We're doing something a little different. Yeah. Connecting more broad and then also finding specific groups and, and charters and co-ops in your area. A lot of churches are going to have a lot of information. A lot of co-ops run out of churches. So that's another great place to look as well.
0: Okay, sweet. Because I know a lot of people stop when they're like, I can't be at home with my kids for 12 hours a day, every day, <laughs> all day teaching them for, because I don't know much about math and history and all that stuff. But what does a typical day look like for you then if the kids are at home? Did you know we're exposed to exponentially more toxins than our ancestors? Things like plastics, heavy metals, VOCs, mold, chemical spills, these are all rampant. We're also seeing a rise in chronic health conditions like mild diseases, anxiety, depression, GI issues, brain fog, just to name a few. See, toxins inflame your body and your brain. They alter your immune system. They can tear up your gut lining and throw your hormones completely out of whack. I see so many people with these issues like Brain fog, fatigue, anxiety, mood swings, headaches, GI issues. And almost all the time, they cannot eliminate toxins out of their body. So what's the best and safest way to get toxins out of the body? It's opening your drainage pathways. Drainage before detox, always. This means that your gut, your liver, your kidneys, your lymph can all move and mobilize toxins that could be keeping you sick. Want to learn exactly how to do this step by step? Check out my drainage formula in the show notes below and enter POD 18 for 18% off the course. Now back to the show. But what does a typical day look like for you then if the kids are at home?
1: Yeah, great question. So the first challenge and and no shame or blame, like we're all imperfect parents. We all, we have our moody days and all the things, right? So no one's, no one's perfect here. But I really had to challenge myself when I made that switch of why wouldn't I want to be around my children more? No matter what the hours are, it's going to be different for everyone. But why not? Like that in and of itself, personally, made me sad. Like, why would I not want that to grow and do life with them? I love them. I love the humans that they are. And remember, it doesn't mean it's always going to be butterflies and roses. It's hard. and hard, right? Maybe some... M- mothers or mothers and fathers out there, you, it's sacrificing some of that me time. You're going to have to be more creative and finding that elsewhere because I'm, me time is important too, right? You got to be able to have a retreat. So first, I would just challenge myself on that question. Second of all, I think that really it does it looks so differently than a school day. Like when we were doing just strict at home education because this year they're doing a more of an an academy where it's mixed, but when we were just strictly at home. It's an hour or two, maybe two, an hour of, hey, guys, we're going to sit down. We're going to we're gonna crunch time. We're going to bust some things out. And you've got the older ones working maybe on their own independent stuff because they can and you're working with the kindergartner and you've got the toddler in the high chair with the little snacks like it's just not perfect, but it's not going to be six hours. <laughs> Free yourself of the 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 structure that we're speaking to right now, which is a kid, it's not six hours of quote school, right? We're going to do some crunch time. We call it crunch time. We're going to get it done. Then we're going to go to the park. Then mommy's going to go to the gym and you're going to go play for a little bit with friends. And then we're going to go to soccer practice. And then we're going to come home and make dinner. Like it's really not the typical school day. And I remember when I first made the transition, oh my God, this is embarrassing to say right now even, but like, I can't even believe I'm admitting this because I'm such an advocate against it now at this point, but I, when I first made the transition to home education, because I myself was a teacher, right? And I grew up in public school. So I like wrote on a whiteboard in my kitchen, okay, first period, first hour of the day, we're going to do that second. The, and then like by the second week, I'm like, oh, whatever. We're not That's doing any of that. Like when, well, when no. today can we sit and do crunch time? Okay. Maybe from 11 to 12 before lunch. All right, cool, we did it. So there's just so much flexibility. So while your children are freeing their minds of the contrived system, we too are doing that at the same time. And give yourself grace because it's not gonna be perfect. It's gonna be a little messy and that's good. Your children get to see you be messy and and clean it up along the way and get better every day too. That's great.
0: That's cool. And think of the legacy you can leave your kids if you're able to pour into them these amazing values and principles and things that they can take the rest of their life. And that's something that resonates with me too. What are your thoughts on What are your thoughts on college? Because I have I have thoughts on this. I just want I want to hear yours too.
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear yours as well. Like I said earlier, I think that beautiful people, wonderful critical thinkers with an abundant life can come out of broken system. And I have to preface: as a woman of faith, I have to lean on the truth that I believe that God can work in all circumstances. So I think if a, a young adult is going off to college, while I know the system is broken, and I know that I don't even know in California what vaccine do you have to have, all that junk, right? But I, I have to believe that God can work in all situations. So while I think there's a better way, which would be the path of entrepreneurship and being creating life on your terms, I still think that beautiful things can happen in broken systems. And, and that's ho- the hope, too, guys. Like If you're looking at your situation right now, and maybe it's not what you want it to be, but you're working your way towards that, just know that, that there there can be hope in all situations because God is bigger. That's what I believe. But as we want to be the best stewards of our life and our decision, I'm I'm called the negative on college, to be honest. It, it really, too, depends on what exactly does this person want to pursue long-term. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. If it's like, hey, I really want to be a doctor. I really want to be a lawyer. I really want to be X, Y, and Z. That really requires four years of education. But besides that, man, it's so expensive now. It's so insanely expensive. So kids go into debt right away. So now they're automatically enslaved. Like you said, pretty much every school required to get them a vaccine. And I'm expecting that to, to ramp back up again. And then also, I feel like I. Th- I feel like most of them are just big indoctrination camps, except for a handful of like good ones that have really great teachers that don't constantly poison the minds of their students with right. like stuff. I feel like they're trying to mold people instead of getting them to think critically. And I think there's an education system at whole that's what they're doing. But I think by the time my kid will grow up, I think college will be a million dollars a year. And it's why, unless you're going to make uh, twice amount that every year, it's not worth it.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It really, it really depends on where the the human wants to go. But what's interesting, and you'll get a lot of hate for saying this, but not all long term trades and professions can you learn on YouTube and online. But nowadays, with the power of the computer that's in our pocket at all times, like you can learn, you can get a college education in anything. And so that's also wild because where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Who do? You, and really, it's who do you want to be? That's the question that I would encourage asking the children is who do you want to be? And then you work yeah. backwards from that. Where does that land you? Right. Sure. And What do you need to get there? Is it yep. college? Okay, then we're going to have to be creative and find those few diamonds in the rough that you spoke to with good teaching, then a good atmosphere, maybe something private. I don't know. Public, it's probably going to be more challenging for those that are like-minded.
0: Yeah. And I like what you spoke about, really individ- individualizing it for the kid and their strengths and right. what they're passionate about, too. And that's why I feel like some kids are amazing at math. They want to be engineers, but they're in English classes all day and music. And it's okay. That's, it's really hard for them to really focus and get into that. And I think too is I and I was thought about this too as kids get older getting them into these opportunities where they can shadow people who have right. the same passions who have succeeded before and you can see this in action and it can light up I feel like that's the best way to learn from people who've done it before very successfully so that's my take on that and I want to be respectful of your time today before we wrap up with a question I was want to let people know where they can find you so you want to let people know about anything you're working on right now, where people can find you, or anything along those lines?
1: Oh yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. My wild journey started on uh, Twitter, which is now what uh, I still don't call it the X or whatever. So I still yeah. Twitter in my mind. <laughs> it's, the blue, it's the blue with the white bird. I'm not on Twitter, but that's kind of where I started. And then I, I had done a spoken poetry piece that went viral in 2020, and I totally on a whim, like I was thinking it in my head. I recorded it on my phone. I sent it to my sister and I'm like, sister, what do you think about this? Well, is this online? And like tag all these people. She can do it, right? Went viral, went viral on Instagram. This was a few years ago. Really launched my online community. And that's why I say I'm an example of how one super small decision, super small, I'm just posted that thing online. I didn't know. I had two followers, right? My mom and my grandma, like my aunt. But I'm an example about one small decision can totally change the trajectory of your entire life. That happened to me. So I'm living that through that, which is so crazy, right? Long answer short. I do poetry on Instagram and other things, some creative videos and posts and random life stuff, mom stuff, homeschool stuff, freedom stuff. My Instagram's been deleted. We We got deleted at the same time back a while ago. I don't know if you had any more deletions after that. I was deleted three times, so this is my fourth, and it's held strong, knock on wind. Alex Speaks Freely underscore, and I, I've really had it on my heart. I'm in this kind of this transitionary phase right now where I want to go back more to poetry. You referenced this earlier, but the arts never die, and I think that there's something beautiful to that, and I'm an unsuspecting poet, but I've been feeling called to do more of that. So I'm inspired and I'm excited right. for what's to come. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I hope this helped unlock some of that creativity and some of that awesomeness to come out. I can't wait to hear more. And it was an honor yeah. to be on the battlefield with you and to be deleted multiple times. So this <laughs> great. Follow the silenced is what we always say. So there's got to right. be something to follow there. Last question here. And I ask everyone this because this is the Uncensored Truth podcast. And we can say whatever we want on here. It's pretty amazing. So what is one censored truth or idea that you think the world needs to know oh. so one thing that's been suppressed silenced deleted burned that has been kept from us either recent or previous that you want the world to know it can be anything at all
1: right away my mind goes to this obvious outward the the broken systems we've spoken to today but you know what i think there's something even more powerful than that. And that is what I referenced earlier is the power of who we each are individually taking courage and responsibility. I think that has been so suppressed and that suppression comes through all the factors, right? The self-doubt and and the mental confusion and then the foods that poison us and the systems that poison us. But ultimately the power that each one has through courage is something I think the world wants to keep us playing really small. And I know that might sound cheesy, but I really mean it. I really think that there's a lot of freedom in tapping into that. So I would just encourage myself and all of us to dig deeper there. What's the next, what's the next yes? What's the next bold confidence, the bold faith, the bold courage that you're being called to? Because the ripple effect of that is astronomical, Truly.
0: Beautiful. And I think we are all unique, divine, beautiful souls put here on earth to fulfill a specific, unique purpose that only we can. And that's how God's designed us with our unique soul print. And like you said, that's been suppressed for so long. So I'm excited to be with you and part of this next generation that's helping shake people, wake people up, hopefully, to to remember how amazing they are, not to spread fear but to spread love in life and vibrancy. Yeah. Thank you so much, today, Alex. I really appreciate you coming on. We're we're excited to hear what comes out next of all your endeavors.
1: Thank you. Hey, I'm so honored to be on and I appreciate you so much. Thanks for all the work you do.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for everyone listening. Thanks for joining us in this week's podcast. You know, we need more brave people like you who can share this message of hope and truth to a world that's completely upside down. If this podcast resonated with you, I'd ask you to share it with a friend or even better, share it on socials and tag me. For more resources on natural health, freedom merch, and my mission, check out Dr. Seth Gerlach. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode that comes out and leave us a review so we can spread these uncensored truths with as many people as possible. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you.